Alright, Sameach everyone. Happy Passover on all those various greetings. I don't like those things. So, so last night uh, we gathered around our tables in a festive atmosphere and we celebrated our liberation, yes? So if yours was anything like mine, we ate too much, we drank a little wine, and we generally had a, a really good time with the evening. Yet when we look back at the real event, the real history, we know it wasn't so. That was a night filled with anxiety and dread. It's like that most of the time. So often, before the dawn of freedom, we must endure a long night of fear. So in this week's uh, Torah portion, we're given instructions regarding that first Passover. You heard them read just a few moments ago. It said, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel, and he said to them, Go, take for yourselves lambs according to your families, and slay the Passover lamb. And take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood which is in the basin, and apply some of that blood that is in the basin to the lintel and doorposts. And then it says something quite remarkable that I want to talk about with you this morning. Perhaps it just goes right over our heads whenever we think about it, because we're so concerned with all of the you know, little details of the ritual, of painting the door, of killing the lamb, of preparing the matzah, and so on. But it says these words, and none of you shall go outside the door of his house until morning. Why would God ask us not to go outside? Well, we know that on that night, see, today, whenever we celebrate Passover, it's a big party, isn't it? We have a great time, we have fun with it. Last night we read these goofy ten plagues thing and had a blast. We're having a great time. But on that first night, it was a very serious matter. You remember all the plagues that had befallen Egypt, one after another. The last plague before, the, the, the ninth plague, was a plague of darkness. The scripture tells us it was a night of darkness that could be felt. That no light could penetrate that darkness. If no light could penetrate that darkness, how dark was that night? And on the heels of that night, God gives his most difficult command of all. Machat Bechadot, the slaying of the firstborn. How could anyone celebrate on that night? You see, that first night was not a celebration. That first night was a night of fear. And God said to our people, do not go outside of your house, for only in that house will you be protected. The blood over the door will cover you, and the angel of death will pass over your house. But oh, what a night it must have been huddled in their homes with darkness all around. 
hearing the screams of every household in Egypt. It must have been a very dark night. Well, it was indeed a night of fear. But after that night, the dawn did come. And with it, a new day of freedom. From that day on, these people would begin to realize their hopes and dreams. The kind of dreams that only free people can have. Well, the situation must have seemed similar to the disciples of Yeshua on that Passover night many years later. Just days before the Messiah entered the city of Jerusalem, you'll remember riding on a colt with people cheering all around and throwing palm leaves in his way, declaring him, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. It must have seemed like a tremendous time of victory for all of them. This was it. The kingdom would be established. The enemy would be routed. It was Passover all over again. The horse and the rider would be thrown into the sea. So, it seemed to them that as they sat down that night to their Passover meal, that the victory had already been achieved. In fact, they were boasting about their positions in the kingdom, you'll recall. I'm going to be the prime minister. I'm going to be the chief magistrate. I'm going to be high priest. You remember that Messiah Yeshua quelled their enthusiasm just a bit by telling them, listen, you guys don't know what this is really all about, do you? Stripping off his cloak and taking a basin of water, he walked around to each one of them and washed their feet to demonstrate the true meaning of leadership in the kingdom of heaven. Wonder what they thought at that moment. This is not all going to plan exactly. What they didn't realize was that before any such victory could be won, they too would have to endure the darkness of that hour. Little did they know that the darkness was the moment that God would use to glorify his son. And so the disciples hid themselves. None of them would go outside their doors until morning. You remember that on that night, it said, Messiah remembered the saying, I will strike the sheep, the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. And that's exactly what happened that night. That night that began as a celebration, as a time of rejoicing in a victory, would end in seeming defeat for them. They were scattered. The scripture tells us that they hid themselves. See, this is the Shabbat after the crucifixion of Messiah. And on that very Shabbat, they all hid themselves away for fear that the authorities would come and get them. They could not come out of their house all that night 
is a dark and terrible day of, of fear. You know, we all experience the long night of fear from time to time, don't we? All of us have had our own long nights of fear. And maybe it's more than just occasionally. Maybe you're someone who lives in fear. And yet, do you know, can anybody name me the single most uh, repeated commandment, mitzvah, or commandment, any, tzav, in the Torah? Fear not. Fear not. Hundreds and hundreds of times, more than any other commandment. God tells us, fear not. So what are we doing? <laughs> right. Now listen, perhaps it's not possible in this age to completely be fearless. And maybe it's not even smart to be fearless. But we cannot live in fear. You see, that night was a night of fear. But it was a night that had a dawn. And even for the, the apostles, there would be a dawn. I shouldn't be so hard on us all. After all, everybody has that same night. You remember, it was the middle of the night. It was in the middle of the night that faith urged Peter to walk on the storm-tossed waters of the Galilee. Ah, but it was fear <laughs> that caused him to falter, was it not? And only the hand of Messiah Yeshua could rescue him. So who shall rescue us from our night of fear? Even the Messiah had a dark night. But instead of hiding, he faced it head on. In, Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, immediately after the portion that we just read about him celebrating that last Passover, it tells us that he took his disciples out to uh, the Mount of Olives, to a garden there. And there he came to pray to his father. Instead of living in fear as, wow, who would not? Considering what he would have to endure the next day and knowing it, who, couldn't, who would not be afraid? And yet he said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. It tells us then, an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. There's always help for our fear from heaven. All of us will endure the dark night, but if we have faith, we will find help in time of need. The Apostle Paul tells us of his great night of fear. In 2 Corinthians, he said this, he said, <clears throat> excuse me, 
For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction, which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively, beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves. Here is a man who, after 30 years of living in faith, had his moment of fear and doubt. An affliction so great, I would, you know, I suppose someone today would call it depression. And as a depression of a very serious nature. Where he says, I despaired even of life. So wherever we are, are we that far into our dark night of fear? And we're ready to take our own lives. Yet Paul experienced this, just like you and I might, if we were in such a state. We all have these dark nights of fear. But he remembered this. It says, after the long night of Messiah's passion, you'll remember there came a new dawn. The women, the day after, it says on the first day of the week, the women, some of the women, it's interesting to me that it was the women, not the men. Lots of guts, fellas. Went to the tomb. But the tomb was empty. Our Messiah had emerged victorious over the, over the darkness and the death. And so we no longer need to live in the, uh, in the darkness. He achieved our liberation for us. The darkness could not hold him. Just as on that first Passover night, the darkness could not withhold the hand of God's liberation for us. But in the dawn, we would depart for a new life of freedom. And so it was that the darkness could not withhold, uh, could not hold our Messiah Yeshua in check. He emerged from the darkness to a new kind of life. Rav Shaul recalled this in that same portion that I just read you when he despaired of death of life so much that he wanted to die. And he said, this happened to us. We had the sentence of death in ourselves so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope and he will yet deliver us. Whatever despair we may find ourselves in, whatever difficulty we may find, there may be a night of, of darkness, a night of fear. But let us remember that God is always hovering over us, and that God conquered even death so that we might live. And what we need to do, and what the lesson of Pesach is, and what the lesson of the resurrection is, is never to despair to the point of death. There may be a dark night that we will have to endure. But 
there is a morning. So as this Passover season begins and we celebrate our liberation and our birth as the people of God, let's also celebrate our renewal today through the resurrection of our Messiah who endured the long night of darkness and fear so that the world could be renewed. Let me leave you with one last word. Always remember this. Because he rose, we will rise. Amen.